go somewhere else. I can't take this nonsense anymore. How are you gonna blame the defense? I got the power. Screw green bean. <laughs> Damn it. But once you get to the sausage, I feel like we're doing something. Go Jets. to see a Jets Super Bowl. All of my friends and family. <laughs> Hit those milk thumbs, boys and girls. Freeze run. Jets, 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 Jets. Hold on to your underwear, ladies. And stand by, bitches. It's now time for Talking Jets with your hosts, Matt, Ryan, and Greenbean. Hello, it's Ryan from 24-7. How you doing? I'm here on a uh, uh, Jets 24 uh, Talking Jet with... Um, um, my left, I've got, uh, uh, Matt O'Leary, I think, or is that my right? And over on my other right, I've got the green bean. And, uh, yeah, hear me. can you guys hear me? Because my audio never works uh, when Ryan we go live. Is this better? Perplexed. Hello? Yeah. I got it. I think the trick is to get the, the microphone just right and then it'll work. How are you guys doing in the chat? Can you hear us? Pit, cock, cock. Let us know, chat. Okay. Well, you guys can't hear me, and I can't hear you. So there's something wrong. I'm going to have to restart the stream and figure out. Well, I think if I get the mic just right. There. Is this better? Cock, pit, cock. Okay. Oh, no. We'll see you guys next time on Talking 24-7 about things about the Jets. Bye, everybody. Cock. 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 <laughs> 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 oh, Gator. I got Gatored. Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan. I'll be your pilot tonight. I'm joined alongside my co-pilots. I've got Green Bean to my this way. I got Mr. Matt O'Leary to my that way. Green Bean, how you doing tonight? Dude, I noticed I'm wearing the same clothes as Gator uh, picked uh, in that uh, clip. That's amazing. Uh, dude, how great is Gator, right? I mean, it's just uh, endless comedy from from our good friend, and uh, that was quality stuff. I hope uh, no one was confused that maybe Ryan uh, looks a little different, but uh, uh, I think it was worth it. It was good. I'm in a good mood. I can't wait to talk about the off season and potential trades and all kinds of stuff. I think we're shaking off a little bit of the negativity and we will get into some, uh, some future talk and I'm ready for it. Ryan, Matt, how are you doing tonight? I am doing fantastic. What an intro from our guy Gator. It's super bowl week. How could you not be having a good time? I, I am so excited. So I see Nightbot has gone rogue in the chat. and <laughs> is blocking. Well, dude. I, I have switched the thing. So I think people that were timed out should get back into the uh, chat momentarily. But yeah, Nightbot's going rogue. I don't know. How, actually, Creamy, do you want to try the command? See if we do uh, exclamation point winner. See if that pops up. Yeah, but hey, Harry, winner. don't go anywhere, buddy. We still love you. Oh, I typed in exclamation point Harry. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I, gotta, I can change I, it. I, I can make that, that command do something. <laughs> Does that release him from jail? I wish it did. It'd be great. Oh, 
Oh yeah, it's look. gonna do it. Hey, they're All right. moist. So let's do this. That's a great name, by the way, Green Bean. So along with every super chat that comes in, let's pick for every twenty-five likes we get on this video, we're gonna pick a new qualifier for our T-shirt giveaway, jersey giveaway at the end of this stream. So make sure you hit that like button. Five more likes, we can do two winners. Right, well, let's do one additional winner. We'll do Sir Moist as the first one because that's too good of a name to not. Uh, oh, yeah. Sir bro. Moist is in. So, boys and girls, we have big news for the channel. Obviously, yeah. this week we had our first show, myself and Dom, this past Monday. Lots of fun hanging out with him, talking some NFL draft senior bowl. We've got Green Bean and Tigo tomorrow at 8 p.m., and then we got Jeremy and Matt on Thursday at 3 p.m. Little afternoon delight coming up here for the Talking Jets channel. You got four straight days of content. Green Bean, tell us a little bit about your show with Tigo. Well, I just like that you said afternoon delight. That 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 brings to the surface that song, afternoon delight. Uh, you know, a lot of people, you younger folks, might not know it, except from maybe Anchorman Two or Anchorman One, actually, when they sang that together. Uh, afternoon delight, and that's the O'Leary Ryan show, or uh, the O'Leary Jeremy show, I should say. I'm really excited, man. Let me tell you, I'm finding out a lot about Tigo and his inner workings. I'm not sure if he's here. You know, Tigo and I are doing a show called Armchair GM, everybody, and we're going to, I mean, we don't have to disagree, right? But Tigo and I disagree on some things. So we're going to have that discussion and Tigo texted me yesterday and he said, hey, just, uh, you know, let me know, uh, you know, what your talking points are. I said, no, I'm not saying I'm not giving you my goods, you know, before we he's like, no, 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 man, I need to know. I said, no, I will not give you. I'm not showing my hand. I, I told him I'm dropping bombs on you, dude. And because uh, uh, I'm going to prove myself uh, correct, as I usually am. So I'm going to do that. But I, I I felt bad. I think I'm going to uh, just let him know a little bit. Not the details, but just a little bit about where I'm coming from. But tomorrow uh, at 8 p.m. on the Talking Jets channel right here, we're going to start the show, show one, and uh, we're going to talk about some of the issues that are uh, that the Jets are up against, and we're going to see what we can do from the armchair GM position about the right way to do this, what the Jets should be doing. We'll hash it out. We'll also get into some chat stuff. Uh, it's going to be good, man. I think, uh, you know, it'll take a minute for the show to evolve, I imagine. But I think it's going to be a good one. And I'm, I'm really excited to work with Tigo. I can't wait to argue and disagree with him uh, for an hour. It's going to be fun. He called into the call-in show last night, and I heard a little bit of you guys going back and forth. And I was like, oh, this is going to be good. I can't wait for tomorrow at 8 p.m. Matt, you got the <laughs> afternoon delight with Jeremy. How are you uh, feeling about this week? See, where I know that song from Green Bean is uh, Goodwill Hunting when he's laying on the couch and then starts singing the song Afternoon ah, Delight. All right. Reference to. But I know the song, even though I'm a young whippersnapper over here. I'm excited, man. Me, me and Jeremy have been discussing uh, what we're going to get into in our first episode. As you know, Reality Check basically is going to be talking about some different storylines in Jets land throughout the week and saying, are they valid? Are they not? Where did this come from? So on the docket this week, we'll be talking about where did this 
thing that Aaron Rodgers teammates don't like him come from? And is there any validity to that? And then we will also be getting into uh, a draft strategy debate. I'll leave that one up in the air for now, but just know it'll be something draft centric. And of course, the chat will be involved. I'm excited. Oh, man, this is going to be so much fun. And you know what? Speaking of like, uh, you know, feeling a little bit, uh, it was Greenby. Were you the one saying you were a little bit older or, or feeling out of touch? Is that what you said? Or no, I guess Matt was saying it yeah. about the, the song, right? Like we're not so out of touch. You're not, you know, feeling like a young whippersnapper. All that good stuff. Yeah, well, I did say that I feel a little bit older, Ryan. <laughs> okay. You know why? Well, I, 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 I am. had a moment today. I had a moment today. <laughs> and oh. yeah, so I, I'm going to put a poll question in the chat. And, and I'm going to ask Matt and Greenbean, do not look at the chat for a, a few moments. Okay, I'm going to play okay. a video. And I want you to listen to what is said. And then I want to hear from you guys what exactly was said. So let's go over to this. This is Sauce Gardner mic'd up. At the Pro Bowl. Hey, I'm getting dirty for New York, man. Yeah, you gotta get dirty. Alright, what I'm gonna do? You know what I mean? I had to get dirty for New York. So did you guys catch that? Yeah. What did he say? He said eleven thirty for New York. I didn't catch that. <laughs> oh Larry, what no. did he say? Uh sturdy? Ah, mother. See, I'm oh. like the, the guy that's totally out of touch then. <laughs> no. I'm when dirty. I heard that, and the auto captions too said the same thing. It says, I'm going to get 30 from New York. So like in my oh, mind, no. I'm thinking he's talking, he wants 30 on his contract extension. He's standing around the highest paid corners in the NFL right there. And then he's dancing uh -huh. after saying he wants 30 from New York. So I make this whole goddamn video about Sauce Gardner wanting $30 million from New York. It's posted for 45 damn minutes. And... Every friggin' 14 year old on the planet reaches out to me and says he's talking about sturdy, not 30. Ah, well, what does that mean? Right, thank sturdy. you, Greenbean. Thank you. It makes no sense. I don't understand it. Now, as uh, the 28 year old, yet somehow the resident youngin on this program, we really need some Gen Z influence, which is, uh, I'm not, that's even, we need like a 20 year old. What's Connor up to? Is he watching? Connor, what are you doing in the chat? We need you to decipher young football players' yeah. lingo. I believe that is some form of of a dance. Oh, it is. I, oh, yeah. Oh, I had to look it up. I mean, it's a very like. So the dance he does is not quite what I saw on TikTok. I had asked Becca. I don't have a TikTok, so she's like going through TikTok, showing me all these dances. I was like, like maybe loosely that's what it is, but like he's literally saying, "Why is the other guy? Oh yeah, you got to get sturdy for New York." Apparently, it's oh, I just I'm totally out of touch. I'm totally out of touch. Yeah. This is my like old guy yells at clouds moment. I think I that's know. right. Yeah, and I'll tell you what I really thought he said. I thought he said I'm getting dirty for New York. So I was like, all right, good man. He's tired of being a nice guy. He's gonna start playing dirty and pulling people's peckers like Mac, uh, like Mac Jones. <laughs> I'll play it again. One more time. Had enough. Hey, I'm getting dirty for New York, man. Yeah, you gotta get dirty. What I'm gonna do. No, man. I had to get dirty for New York. Dude, there's no way. He's saying dirty. Okay, so we're all wrong. <laughs> I should have put a third third question in there for uh for dirty, but it, clearly um I guess I'm wrong and I'm uh I'm a moron. <laughs> That's I'm gonna what vote I'm for to. dirty though. I'm I'm gonna go with you, Ryan. I'm going with Dude, dirty. I, I was so I was like I had a great time. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make a video about this. I'm gonna defend our guy to some degree and like 
what does this make sense? And like, here's what the highest paid corner is getting right now. And here's what the percentage base is. It was a great video. Great thumbnail. Worked so hard on it. So pumped. And then all of like Gen Z came in and just popped my balloon. And I, I, I made it unlisted. I made an unlisted video. I was embarrassed. You got, you got bullied because you were old and didn't know what sturdy meant. That, that's, that's a wake up call, Rye. I got to be honest with you. That is, you know, you're, you're no longer a youth. You're, you're a dad right. with kids who doesn't know what getting sturdy means. Got two I, kids. Is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least Green Bean like heard a completely different word. It feels like we got three generations of like, you know, Matt understands the lingo. I'm like clearly not <laughs> not hearing what it is. And Green Bean, uh, at, at least your context clues seem to make sense. Yeah, I said 11:30. I don't know what the hell. Oh, well, that on. doesn't make any sense. I'm 11:30 11 for, for New York. York. I'm like, yo, why are you staying up so late? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what do I know? So, I'm glad at least some people have my back because this is a little bit closer <laughs> to 50-50 here. He's standing around the like the highest paid players in the sport. And you know what? I, I just I went contract. I went contract. Was not thinking uh where it ultimately ended up. Uh Blitzcrew hops in. He says, loved afternoon delight on arrested development. Um, I actually I don't know if I've ever watched Arrested Development, to be honest. I did. I watched the first couple seasons, they were great. Then yeah. I, I tried I to watch when they redid it, they brought it back. But you know what they did? Mm -hmm. It was really interesting. They only had a couple people like in each scene. So they were never together. Mm -hmm. So what they were really doing is like Jason Bateman was never with Arquette. Like they never were. So they just pieced it all together and you can feel it. It just felt kind of hodgepodgey. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I really like that show. I don't remember Afternoon Delight from that show, but uh, I'll trust Blitz Crew. He's a trustworthy fella. Cuca Lake comes in. He says, Goodwill Hunting reference over Anchorman. You must have been popular being uh, <laughs> in Reich to teach Zach and how to communicate and watch film. I don't get it. I'm sorry. I'm reading it like... Well, let's see. Uh, you must have been popular. Well, I get the first, but well, not musty. Must have been popular, right? So yeah. uh, br uh, bring it's, it's lingo in again. Right. Bean. It's it's what the kids are saying. The youths is what I'm told. Yeah, but see, like what he's saying is like the fact that you remember that from Goodwill Hunting over Anchorman means you're a nerd. That's what he's saying. Um, good cinema. Goodwill Hunting is yeah. an all timer. It's it amazing. Anchorman's you know what my funny. favorite scene? I'll tell you what. I watched that movie and I was liking it, but when I went from like to love is when he was talking to Robin Williams, God rest his soul, mm. and he said, "My father, uh, you know, he would give me a, a wrench or whatever to to get beat with." And he said, "I always picked the wrench." And he goes, "Why?" He said, "Cause fuck him. That's why." I went, "Ah, oh, I get it." And I love it. I get it. And I love because that's why I'll take the worst that you got. But uh, yeah, but then the second part is, uh, you know, bring in Frank Reich. That's what he, but wasn't Frank oh, Reich hired. Isn't he a head coach? He was a head coach in Carolina. He's getting paid for three or four years because um, he got fired. So he's guaranteed. Yeah, so like, well, why would he want the Jets to pay part of his salary when he can sit on the couch? Because he's, he's a competitive fella. Yeah, and just unless he just wants to get back in the game. 
that's really the only answer. I mean, if it was up to me, I don't. I guess I'm not competitive enough because I just want to sit on the beach and and drink whiskey and smoke cigars. But he obviously wants to get back in the game and 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 coach and and coach up Aaron Rodgers. That's why. That uh, would make so much sense. I would love Frank Rick over here. Yeah, uh, it'd be crew. great. Blitzkrieg jumped in again. Says now sauce. We'll use this to get 30 from New York. Don't worry. I deleted, I shouldn't say I deleted. I, I unlisted the video that I made. I was so embarrassed. I unlisted it. And what sucks is like, I did an ad read in it too. So I'm like, okay, I got to get X amount of views, whatever. But like, this is a great video. I was like, I put a bunch of research into it. I like did like percentages and like future cap and like all this. It was a great video on a false premise. <laughs> and I'm like, God dang it. This is how this is going to go. Maybe I should make a a poll question as to whether or not I should make that video public again. But I don't know. I'll leave it that's out not, there. That's $9 million more than the the highest paid corner right now. Um, I think he's going to be able to command a lot. I don't think it's going to wind up being 30. But we're talking 2026 numbers, not 2023 numbers that we just saw. I don't know. Matt, what do you think Sauce ultimately gets on a contract? Uh, 25 plus. Mm. I, I, I say 25. I don't think it gets up to 30, but I so don't, what you're I don't know. Is it's a negotiation and sauce could want 30 and he's going to get 25 and I'm not totally damn wrong. <laughs> Sorry. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. No, sorry. I interrupted you. You can finish. No, no. I was just saying like, um, no, I, who's the highest paid quarter right now? Ramsey? No, Jair Alexander at twenty-one million a year. He signed four years, eighty-four million uh, in two thousand twenty-two. Actually, we didn't get a higher contract in twenty-three. Yeah, maybe twenty-five at the most. I don't think it's going to get anywhere close to thirty. Mm. Greenby, what about you? What do you think Sauce could get on the uh, contract front? Well, uh, let's see. When is he due? Not this year, not next year, but the following year, right? He and he could. So he can he could renegotiate next, next year, but the cap yeah. hit wouldn't like you wouldn't restructure his deal until his fifth year option. His fifth year option is going to be somewhere around $20 million a year. Um, and then if you restructure him on a four year contract at that point, you would, it would be a four year extension. So you would drop the salary cap hit from 20 million, probably down to like nine or 10 million. And then, you know, extend it out a little bit more over the course of like five years, maybe six years with a, a void year in there. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what, he gets another all pro. He's going to get what he wants. You know what I mean? Like this guy, uh, I don't know. I think sauce, I mean, you know, within reason, I think he should get the top of the, of the, uh, position. I think right? he should too. I mean, and uh -huh. I mean, he could make the argument that it's like, Hey, I should get more than just the top in the in the you know for this position group i got two all pros as a corner that's never been done before like right. he's got like right. a lot yeah. of footing on top of just being the next guy up like he's legitimately the best corner in the league yeah. so i think he's totally. gonna have those types of like arguments yeah he gets another one and he's i mean literally there's no argument against anything he asks for just a blank you know? check yeah blank check and rightfully so. Make him the face of the organization, dude. Why Absolutely. not? Absolutely. He, he's just, he's such a good kid, too. Like, he doesn't drink. He doesn't smoke. He does everything the right way on the field, off the field. He recruits players <laughs> on Twitter. He's engaging with the fans. Like, he's everything you want your franchise to be. 
you know what? I think what that tells me is come 2026 or 2027, whatever it is, whenever the cap hit escalates on whatever his contract's going to be, you have to make sure you have your rookie uh, quarterback at that point in time because you cannot afford to have the same situation that happened with Revis happen with Sauce Gardner. You can't let a homegrown player leave like that and win a Super Bowl with your division rival. Can't allow it to happen. Yeah, no, Let's I agree. Blitzcrew comes in, says Arrested Development, Season 2, Episode 6, Michael and Baby <laughs> sing it and realize the meaning of the song midway through it. I'll be honest. All right. I, yeah, I trust you. I don't. I trust you, Blitzcrew. I don't remember that one, but I love it. Little Afternoon Delight's great. I uh, When I was in, I think I was in high school before I figured out what uh, Like a Prayer <laughs> It's all about Madonna's like a prayer. And I was like, oh, wait a second. I'm not going to sing those lyrics out loud because this is a family show. But I was like, that's not what I thought that was about. I thought it was like a prayer. And it's not like a prayer. It is like a prayer, but it's not a prayer. And it's the sinner <laughs> version of it. You can uh, look it up in your own time if you'd like. But let's let's go into some Jet-related news. We had the Senior Bowl this past weekend. Uh Lots of things to get into. We could talk about some of the rumors from uh, last week because I think we did our show and then that big article dropped with Robert Sala and everything along those lines. Uh, so let's let's throw that up on the screen first. The, uh, the article that came out about Robert Sala, Aaron Rodgers, all the comments that were made, Zach not having a line to Rodgers when he was injured, Hackett going to have a demoted role, all that good stuff, and just ripping – on the coach. Uh, Matt, I'll throw it to you first. What were your thoughts on this particular article? Wasn't great. Uh, didn't come away with feeling great after, after reading that. <laughs> uh, not, not a great feeling on Robert Sala, but at the same time, like if you watched the Jets all year, did you read that article and go, wow, I was really surprised at the takeaways there? No, like they play, that's how they were all year long. They felt like, and I thought the front office acted this way, too. Funny enough, there was no mention of the front office. I wonder where those leaks came from. Hogan let go. Story for another day, I suppose. I, like, I'm not surprised. It's not good. But, yeah, I mean, Robert Sala was making excuses all year at the podium. And now apparently was doing it behind the scenes. I don't think anyone should be surprised by that. Greenbean, what about you? What did you think about the uh, the article that was released in The Athletic? Yeah, I'm going to second what Matt said. Like that's, you know, you go through this whole process. It's like, I'm naturally inclined to defend the Jets. It's just, I'm just wound that way. But then you go, okay, you know, like, so my first wave is like, ah, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, all right, well, you know, what's real? And then you start entertaining some stuff. But like Matt just said, it's like, I would say, you know, 80% of that article is like, yep, no shit. You know what I mean? Like, it turns out that Hackett's not a very good offensive coordinator without Aaron Rodgers. Oh, you don't say, you know? Oh, what a what a revelation. And, you know, the whole thing, oh, they didn't have confidence in Zach Wilson. How many times did we say it on, you know, on this very show? Like, when Sala was saying... Zach gives us the best chance to win. 
it didn't necessarily mean that Sala was, you know, some cheerleader rah-rah for Zach Wilson. He's like, look around, everybody. We're standing in the desert. We got one bottle of water. I'm telling you, this is the one. This is what we got, you know? And, like, that's kind of that's kind of how I read all that. You know, so, I mean, the only thing I had, like, you know, issue with, if you will, and let's call it, like, questions, is the idea that, you know, in the same article, it talks about Robert Sala being, you know, uh, far too concerned with people liking him. And then it also talks about him, like, corralling the coaches and threatening to take their cell phones. And I don't, I, I mean, maybe, you know, there's some variation. I think we might've mentioned it last week. Like where it's like, uh, you know, maybe he said like, guys, you know, let's not get into a situation where they have to take your phones or something. I mean, maybe something like that, but I highly doubt Robert Sala, like locked the doors, you know, so to speak. Uh, and said like, we're going to take your cell phones. I just don't see that. You know, uh, now I could be wrong, of course, but I don't see it. So I think, but you know, most of the article is not really all that big of a revelation. It's not big news. When you compress it all together and put it in one article, it seems really damning. And the whole thing about, you know, uh, you know, a really great line, by the way, but uh, I don't know how true it is. You know, it's like, you know, Aaron Rodgers isn't the assistant GM. Joe Douglas is the assistant GM. Mm-hmm. I mean, really? Is it? Is that, you know, I mean, I don't know if he's the GM. You know, you think he's taking Will McDonald? You know, it's like it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't compute when you really look at it. If you're talking about guys like Alan Lazard and and Cobby being here, and okay, you know, totally. You know, they asked him, or they had the conversation, and he expressed to the Jets, "I would really feel comfortable if these guys were here to help." kind of the install it's a young team and and i want the i feel comfortable with lazard out there um you know i mean i don't doubt that for one second you know uh, there was an article by uh uh costello this week that talks about you know what peyton manning did when he went to denver what pat what uh what tom brady did when he went to to uh tampa and it's it's all similar and i think it's it's not only what you expect, it's like, it's normal. It's, it's like, you want that. You want them to bring a few guys with them that they feel comfortable with. The only problem with the jets this year, everybody is that it fell apart, right? So Aaron Rodgers went down after four plays. If that didn't happen, then all this stuff doesn't mean anything. And, you know, Salah, like we said, I mean, he looks lost at time, you know, at times the defense is great. But uh, he just looks uh, lost, and Hackett is not a very good offensive coordinator without Aaron Rodgers. I mean, and the best way to describe that, you know, the the whole thing all in a little basket is, hey, it turns out we got a pretty good running back, and he could be used out of that. It's like, dude, like, I can't take it. I just can't take it. With the- That says everything. Uh, that we saw all year, like the confusion, like two guys get hurt on this side and that's the side he's running to. Like, what What the fuck is... Wait, Ruckert, Uzoma's getting blown up and causing penalties and it takes five weeks to get Ruckert in the game. Like those types of things. So, um, you know, I don't know. It, like Matt said, it's not good. We don't want to be seeing stuff like this, 
at the same time, it, you know, most of it wasn't really all that, uh, you know, uh, surprising. If if you're, you know, one of us that have been watching these games all year, it's very, very, uh, it's just confirming, if anything. Yeah, I don't know how much of the stuff that was said in there was actually like groundbreaking. It was all things that we heard from other people throughout the course of the season. Like, I think the most shocking thing for me might have been the benchmark being seven wins or or Salah saying something along the lines of we can only win eight eight games with Zach at quarterback. Like, those are the two things that, you know, did he say him? Maybe. I, did fans feel the exact same way? Probably. <laughs> did the players in the locker room feel the same way? Uh, probably, if I had to guess. I mean, the, the, the lack of um, confidence in Zach after two years ago to then have to go back to him right at the very beginning. I can completely understand where all this stuff was absolutely factual. And, you know, I don't know. I, I do think Hogan was probably let go because of Zach Wilson. When he was at the University of Utah, he made a lot of connections at BYU, so I think that's probably where uh, we heard the the rumors of him wanting Zach Wilson along with Mike LaFleur, and now both those guys are gone. Zach's going to be traded uh, this offseason. So I, I don't know. I don't think anything's groundbreaking. I think it was more of a hit piece on Salah. The fact that it was released on Robert Salah's birthday and like no, the I Jets mean, are no. trying to get a bunch of people in free agency like to go all in and Rosenblatt and Deanna Rossini had their access restricted uh, earlier in the season after the first Zach article with the the trade, you know, and everything like that. I think it's definitely some some bad vibes from them and they were going and I don't think it's the last thing we're going to see. I think we're going to consistently see this over the course of the offseason, unfortunately. Um yeah, I don't know. I just it's it's irritating to see because I want to be able to be an attractive location for free agents, and it just doesn't feel like we're getting that opportunity at all with this. Um, let's see. We've got. Uh, I just saw some chats pop up. Let me scroll Let back. Let me up say here. this real quick, guys. Yeah. For every twenty-five likes that we get on the video, we're adding a name to the uh, randomly. By the way, we're adding a name to the contest that we run at the end of the uh at the end of the stream. So if you haven't liked it and and I I have a sneaking suspicion some of you haven't because we have 263 and only 82 likes. So there's a few of you that haven't hit that thumbs up button. The milk thumbs, go ahead and do that so I can continue to add names uh to the list in addition to all the super chats that get added as well. I love it. I love it. And we are just about to cross the 100-person threshold. So we get to add another, what would it be, two more? Did you, do you have two already, Greenbean? I do. I don't, right, I don't know if I have the 75, though. Let me see over here. So I think we got to do two more. So you probably got to do 75 and 100. All right. Let's do one right now. Here we go. Who is it? I love it. I love what? it. So all you got to do is really just hang out with us in the chat. So, like, if you got to go do something else, just leave your name up and come back to us tomorrow and find out if you want something. <laughs> See? Boom. That's how you get Oh, Paris is this one. Paris. <laughs> all right. Oreo comes in and says, with Denver over the cap, could we trade for PS2? Uh, Patrick Sertan II. Um, one, I would not do that. That's silly. We're already talking about potentially trading DJ Reed. That doesn't make any damn sense to me. But yes, I would like to go after Denver and try to get someone like a Cortland Sutton from them, who's on a very favorable contract, $13.5 million and $13 million over the course of the next two years. I would love to, to get him in here. Or a Garrett Bowles, the left tackle from Denver, who's, I think, 31 years old. And I think he graded out higher than Lane Johnson and Tyron Smith. 
oh, if yeah? I'm not mistaken. I Take think so. Here. I'd have to look it up. He, he was above some pretty uh, good tackles. and Or maybe it was Penny Sewell and, and Lane Johnson. I think that's who it was. But he's a $16 million cap savings. Basically, the, the, the Denver Broncos are $24 million over the salary cap. They're going to cut Russell Wilson, and he's going to wind up you know, if they split it over two years, it's going to end up being a $40 million dead cap hit this year. So they're going to be 60 million over the cap before they do anything. They're going to lose some good players. And I think Bowles and uh, Cortland Sutton are the two for me that really jump out at me. Matt, do you have any names on Denver that you're kind of keeping an eye on? Do you think they might be hemorrhaging some, some good players and should the jets be taking a look at, at one of these guys? Russell Wilson. No, it's Cortland Sutton. You gave the you gave the answer. You stole my answer, Ryan. I've been uh, saying Cortland sense. Sutton for a while. Come on. No, no, it's a good. That's because it's a good answer. The Jets need help at wide receiver. I think they're going to have to go outside the box a little bit. The name has been floated around for a while. Red zone threat, jump ball, Rogers end zone, fourteen touchdowns put in the books. Dano comes in. I think phone bit is fake rumor. To flush leaker. So the phone bit, what he's talking mm. about is the uh, locking the phones up or taking staffers' phones away uh, from someone I, I've known to be inside the, the walls of the organization. They said that was completely false. That was not true at all. And it, it makes perfect sense to, I think, a lot of people as to why that wouldn't, <laughs> be, make, a, wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. So I, I agree with you, Dano. Uh, Cafe, by the way, says, to be fair, worse things happen with other teams. Salah's upset about leaks is understandable. Surrounding yourself with trusted people is key. Likely Rex Hogan was fired for leaking. So the story was that Rex Hogan was on the hot seat for a few weeks, I guess, leading up to it. And that people like sort of knew, but it was this weird, like limbo period. And then when he didn't go down to the senior bowl, that's when people were like, wait, what's going on? And then that article drops, you know, immediately then. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. And Obviously, they got rid of Tim Boyle because that he was probably a leaker at some point in within the organization. And it's weird because like under Joe Douglas's watch, I feel like we've been pretty tight lipped outside of the fact that like, OK, the Jets were in love with Zach Wilson. And then this year we're hearing we're in love with Felice Funga um, from uh, from Oregon State, which, by the way, for all of you guys that have not heard the name pronunciation. For Talise <laughs> Fuaga. Everyone's been saying Fuaga. I've been calling him Fuaga. The yeah. Oregon State website has his pronunciation as Fuaga. You could go there and it has it like yeah. Yeah. I'm not doing or whatever it is. I'm not changing oh, yeah. it. it. It blew me away. I was like, no way. I was like, Domsey, what are you talking about? You're throwing ends in there, but that's uh, that's how he pronounces it. So we should, we should, you know. No, you know, that. we need to tell him. Look, dude, <laughs> if you want us to add an N, you need to add an N, friend. <laughs> Okay. Well, it's like, someone told me it was like jalapeno. You don't you like you don't say jalapeno necessarily. You give it the little nya. Ah, uh, very very different. The e mm. the the changing of the pronunciation of the letter is one thing, but the letter remains. He's asking us to add an n where there is not one. I will. Mm. I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> I had someone fired up at me at the uh, the stream yesterday with Dom C. I was like, man. You know, uh, just I, I don't believe it. I don't believe you, Dom. So you're the only person that's told me this. And like I've watched like articles with it, like, uh, you know, videos with them. The announcers are calling it the same name. So I don't know. I'm just we're all wrong, I guess. Steven comes in. Steven says late round quarterback that you guys like. Matt, I'll let you answer this one. 
Michael can Michael Pratt count? Is that like that's more mid round, I guess, than late yeah. round? Not first I guess round. So. It's it's probably closer to like you know he's the third round, fourth round, somewhere in that ballpark. I guess not a late round guy. I don't know. Is there someone later than that green bean that you've been kind of keeping an eye on that you'd, you'd look at Joe Milton's going to be like way far down. <laughs> he may not even get drafted now after his senior bowl. Um, I guess if you like a freak athlete, that's high upside. I don't, I get the feeling and you guys correct me if I'm wrong. Let's say the jets go into the seat, like the, the free agency. We're getting a backup quarterback, whether it's a Tannehill, hopefully it's a Brissett. If it's a, you know, Minshew, whatever, some sort of stable backup quarterback. I don't get the feeling we're necessarily carrying a third quarterback into the season. Cause if you got to rely on quarterback three, you're probably asking that dude just to hand the ball off a bunch of times. I'm not so sure the jets are going to draft a quarterback this year in a year. They need all their draft picks to help them for this season. Although to be fair, last season, Will McDonald was not a need either. And I thought the same thing. So Greenbean, any sort of thoughts? Like, do you think the jets go quarterback late? Is there someone that you kind of like to, to sit behind these guys? Yeah, I think that there's a good chance. I'm not saying they're going to yet, but I think there's a good chance. Plus, my little, my information stream said that the Jets are looking at a quarterback uh, mm. in the fourth round. The Jets have two fourth round picks, everybody. So it gives you that little bit of flexibility. If there's a guy that slides to the fourth that they have a higher grade on, like maybe a guy who's injured and if he wasn't injured might have gone maybe a round or two rounds earlier that kind of a thing uh my uh my my information says that they would like to pull the trigger and have that guy behind Aaron Rodgers especially when we go and get like a Brissett or a Tannehill so you got think about it you got Aaron Rodgers and Tannehill just as a, as a name you got two pretty good guys, right, that have been around a long time. They're vets. They know how to last in the league. And then you bring in a young buck that can learn behind them for a year, two years, whatever it might be. I think that is a good plan. As long as you're not, like, you know, foregoing the needs for a quarterback. Like, there are still they're, – they're, they're, they're few and far farther between than maybe a few weeks ago. But there are still guys telling me, you know what, dude? we need to go quarterback in the first round. And I just, I hang up. I, I, I stop, I delete, I, I block, you know, I'm like, <laughs> stop, you know, but, uh, fourth round. Yeah. Like Travis from far from Florida state. I, I, I would be fine with that. So would I. And actually to your point, if you draft an injured player like Jordan Travis, you're probably got a better shot at IRing him and not letting him use up a roster spot anyway. So it might not be the worst thing if he could stay around the facility and be next to Aaron Rodgers, but just not count towards the 53 man roster. Um, might not be a bad decision, Matt. Uh, what did you think about Jordan Travis? And would that be someone you'd sign on for? Jordan Travis is an interesting one. Um, I would toss him on that list. Spencer Rattler is growing on me a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, in that same similar tier, like at one point was more highly regarded Rattler a little bit more due to performance uh, where Travis due to injury, but there's, I think there's some upside there with those kinds of guys. So uh, look, it's, as we all know, you could take a quarterback third overall, it's still a dart throw. And when you get the later you go, the harder it is. But at that point, you're kind of just looking for a trait or some redeeming quality to latch onto. And I think for me, Pratt 
Rattler and Jordan Travis are the easier later quarterbacks that you could do that for. Like Sam Hartman, I don't know if he's really moving the needle for me. Like, I, what are you falling in love with for, for Sam Hartman? He's like 40 years old already, as is, and doesn't really do anything well. He's kind of just existing. Yeah, I don't get the... He may not even, like, get drafted. He might wind up being one of those guys that goes to, like, the UFL or, like, some other, like, alternate league to to be a guy. I don't know. Apparently, he's a good study, but just does not have the uh, the gumption to, to be a quarterback, I don't think. Uh, Blitz, or not Blitz, sorry, Knobcraft comes in. He says, how much of this pressure from the media is Salah going to take before he inevitably breaks? I'll be honest, if he hasn't broken by now, then I think he's going to be all right, considering you're getting Aaron Rodgers back. Now, let's say Aaron Rodgers is 100% healthy and everything goes down the tubes, like we're one in four to start the season, then yeah, I think the media is going to rip him a new one and Salah is probably on the very, very, very hot seat that might get uh, yanked by the bye week, if that were the case. Uh, Greenby, what about you? How much pressure do you think Salah can take? Uh, clearly a lot. There's a good comment uh, by Hader in the uh, Hader, not Hader, uh, in the uh, in the chat right now, and he talks about you know um, there were a lot of Jets fans, and you guys will remember when Salah was saying that stuff about Zach. He gives us the best chance to win. That a lot of Jets fans were saying, clearly this guy's a fucking idiot. No, all this stuff. But really, I I really do believe that whole time. It's not that he doesn't think Zach's talented or that there's a chance, you know. But like, dude, he's just been with him for two years. You know, he benched him twelve times the year before, whatever it is. You know, he knows who this player is. And he's saying he gives us the best chance to win. I mean, he weathered all those bullets. He never threw Zach under the bus, not once, not one time. No matter what's going on, Salah has done a very good job of kind of absorbing the onslaught of of criticism, whether it's for Joe Douglas, for Zach Wilson. I think he's done a pretty good job. Now, what that means, uh, you know, how much we value that remains, you know, uh, that's you know, that depends on the individual, of course, but you can't deny that he's done that. I mean, dude, Salah has walked to that podium looking like a 74 year old, you know, uh, you know, World War II veteran, you know, his eyes, he's like, he looks like he's just toasted and he just answers the questions, man. You know what I mean? And he and he never throw. I mean, every now and then he would say things like, you know, Brees has to learn to do X or whatever. But that's the worst we got from him. So I think at this point, I mean, everybody has their breaking point. So maybe, especially with this crap, like, so if this article comes out and let's say hypothetically Woody's giving him a whole bunch of baloney, uh, you know, I think maybe he can go, you know what? Why don't you take this whole team, uh, roll it up real neat and tuck it right up your ass. Like I maybe he can do that. Um, but, uh, I think Salah has shown he can weather quite a bit. And like you said, I think it was you or maybe Matt Aaron Rodgers is coming back. Um, you know, we're going to add a weapon or two. We're going to add offensive linemen because, guys, that was the real problem. Our defense was stout. Our special teams were were elite. And uh, and we have 
really, really top shelf weapons in in uh, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall. We have some some talent in in Tipman and Ruckert, and I mean, there's a lot of guys here where just five years ago we weren't able to say that we were like we were looking at guys like Trenton Cannon and you know and 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 whoever else we're like eh, I mean maybe you know maybe he's good you know but. These guys are actually good. We're not that far away. So whatever this is, I think Salah can make it to this point, knowing what's coming back and uh, and try to kind of, you know, show everyone, everyone the receipts. You know what I mean? Like, hey, mm-hmm. here it is. Remember what you said? Eat this. I think he'd probably like to stick around and shove that in everybody's face rather than bow out and, and uh, you know, with his tail between his legs and leave if it's up to him. Boys and girls, if you're just hopping into the stream, make sure you hit that like button. For every 25 likes we get on this video, we're going to add a qualifier for our T-shirt jersey giveaway from the live chat. A random person from the chat is going to get in there. So even if you're hanging out with us and you're thinking about leaving, leave the, leave the window open because maybe you win something at the end of this show for all the likes that we wind up getting. And if you guys have not heard already, we I forgot to plug this at the beginning of the show. I really got to get better at this. We have our Talking Jets draft party, night one of the NFL draft. Really excited for it. It's going to be down at the main event on Long Island in Farmingdale. Going to be a really good time. Got an open bar, three-hour open bar. Going to have a, a buffet, bunch of raffle giveaway type stuff. Lots of fun to be had. If you guys want to get tickets to that, TalkingJets.com. And if you guys are a member of the channel, or any one of our channels. You should be able to go over to our community pages and find the uh, promo code. There is a promo code for the members of the channel that uh, will get you a little bit of a discount. So if you guys want to take advantage of that, feel free to do that. But you guys can join us to get the live crowd cam reactions of our draft pick and all the chaos that comes with the New York Jets drafting. Matt, what are your thoughts on the draft party and are you excited for it? I cannot wait for it, actually. There's going to be so many good giveaways uh on raffle opportunities it's gonna be a blast it's my favorite three days of streaming with you guys every single year and now adding that in-person element to it just takes it to a whole nother level plus you know open bar apps and buffet hanging out with jet fans sign me up for that any day green bean you excited for night one of the draft a little different this time around yeah, man. I'll tell you what. The first thing I'm excited about is to drive up seven hours. You know, that's always my fave. But uh, the good news this time is that I get to, when I'm done with the seven hour trip, I get to hang out with you guys and a whole bunch of, of the viewers. A lot of the guys in the chat are already coming. Like, I just, uh, I love hanging with you guys. I really do. Um, so it's, it's going to be great, dude. I mean, this is new for us. I mean, we've been hanging for the draft for, for years now, but we've never done it in the same room. Isn't that crazy to think about? We've never been together, even though we've been together. It's good. It's so I'm excited. I, I, I just, I honestly, I, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. I hope you guys, if you're anywhere in the area, Jersey, you know, uh, upstate New York, Long Island, uh, you know, whatever, Queens, Brooklyn, head over there with us, man. It's going to be a great time, dude. I mean, think about it. Whatever the price is, you're getting open bar and food. That's more than you would get. Uh, dude, I, I took my, and uh, not too long ago, I went to like a fast food place for my wife and kids. It was 78 bucks for bullshit. 
This is open bar and a buffet and a T-shirt and hanging out and crowd cams and draft picks. It's going to be a whole different thing. So uh, I think it's a good deal, and I just uh, I'm I'm really excited for whoever comes that we get some quality time with each other. I'm looking forward to it. We had such a good time at the Jets Chargers game that like forget the Jets even like losing and everything. Like just such a good time meeting everyone and getting everyone's stories and their thoughts on the, on the game because there's only so much we could really you know capture from the chat in a given you know two hour live stream and to like actually sit down and talk for you know four hours five hours whatever it is is a, is a good time. We've pinned the uh, website in the live chat. If you guys are interested in heading over that way, if you want to take a look at even just the draft shirt, you can get the draft shirt. If you're not able to make the, uh, the show, it's going to be a uh, good time. Good time out there. Uh, Peter drops in with a super chat. Thank you, Peter. He says, if Hackett gets demoted, who slash whom does, uh, who slash whom becomes the Jets new play caller, another offensive coach or someone else being brought in? I don't think anyone else is getting brought in at this point. I think if play calling duty had to be stripped from Hackett, I think it would either be done hush-hushly with Rodgers, and that's why they were kind of testing him as the play caller on the scout team, if I'm not mistaken, uh, towards the end of the year, or it's going to go to, I think, Todd Downing, who has called plays in the past. Uh, Matt, what about you? You think there's any offensive coaches that could come in that could help with play calling assistance? Uh, Apparently not Cliff Kingsbury. I don't know if you, you, you saw that one. Mm-hmm. We riled up some. We riled up some people. We riled them up real good. Um, so no, no former, no former coaches. No Eric Bieniemy. No, uh, no Frank Reich. No, no. These guys would never come here. Why would they want to get involved with Nathaniel Hackett? Uh, we're gonna stay status quo instead. And how dare anyone suggest bringing in someone in as even just an offensive consultant? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Some hard feelings on that one, clearly. Not over that. <laughs> yeah, Matt, you're touching or, uh, the nerve, sorry, man. Greenbean. Greenbean, any thoughts on an offensive coach that could come in? I say, um, if we're if we're going to do something like that, well, if we're going to bring somebody in, you know, we're running out of names. Um, but uh, I don't know if they want that kind of struggle, right? Like Aaron Rodgers is in the Hackett camp we know that so if you're gonna have you know Hackett on the team with Aaron Rodgers and bring in you know whoever Cliff Kingsbury just as a name if we were to do that um there's a struggle that's gonna be there and that's not the that's not what you really want right um you gotta like commit you can't it's like the old saying shit or get off the pot man it's like one or the uh, make a move commit to the move you can't you know be uh you know um wishy-washy but if we're gonna kind of reorganize things they brought in a couple guys they brought in jefferson who i on honest to god when the gase staff was getting fired i hoped that that jefferson would be retained he's a very you know high energy exciting uh uh you know a coach for the wide receiver group. I think he's a good wide receiver coach. I'm happy that he's back. We brought in, uh, what is it? Uh, Tony Dews, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good. But if we're going to reorganize it and maybe give the play calling to someone else, I'm 100% firmly in the Middleton camp. I have no idea Ooh. if he can do it or not. He would he's, he's the uh, winningest coach percentage wise in New York Jets history. 
So, so at one and oh, so why not? You know, if we're going to do that, I'd love to see Middleton get his, uh, get his chance. All right. I, I could get down with some, some Ron Middleton. Bradley comes in celebrating uh super chat with us. He says, have you looked at Javon Baker from UCF? I liked him in the third or fourth great outside wide receiver UCF running quarterback tanked his stats, but he's a weapon I'd like. So I have not looked at him. I guess he was at the senior bowl. I did not do like any research on him. I'll be honest. Uh, he's six foot one, 208 pounds. Right now, Buzz uh, NFL Draft Buzz has him projected as a sixth-round pick. And according to PFF, he's ranked 108th, so that would put him somewhere in the third, fourth round. Draft Buzz has him 182, and then MidDB has him at 188. Uh, and those are updated as of February 3rd. PFF's a little bit older. PFF's like two weeks ago. Um, so I don't know. Do you guys know anything about uh javon baker either of you two matt shaking said no green bean you know anything oh. about him uh wait who is he again let's see javon baker he is the well the thing is slash. like let me just say this at this phase where i am i've done a, a quite a bit of looking at guys i don't necessarily remember who the hell everybody is yet in another week or two i will so let me so, see i've got his pf up PFF up here right now. Uh, yeah. uh, he has, let's see. So wide receiver. Let me let me go over to receiving stats just so I'm seeing up the stuff. Uh, so they had he's got pr pretty decent scores. Like he finished this past season, 52 receptions, eleven hundred yards, seven touchdowns, had an offensive PFF grade of eighty-two point nine, a receiving grade of eighty-four point three. Uh, and for the last three years, he's been hovering above 72, uh, spent two years at Alabama, barely played any snaps for 2020 and 2021, and then transferred to UCF for 2022 and 2023. So someone interesting to look at, I'll be honest, without watching him, I'm, I'm not confident in saying I like him. I love him. I don't, I do, you know, any of that sort of stuff, but that's the little, uh, spark notes on him that I saw. Uh, let's see. We got blitz crew. Coming in. What's up, Blitz Crew? He says, Salah is a great person to have on the coaching staff. Not sure head coach is his best fit, at least in staffing offensive coaching. So I think we had, it sucks, because I, I liked Mike LaFleur as an offensive coordinator. I thought his offense was good. I just thought he was too rigid. And I feel like we took a step backwards by bringing in Hackett. I think, you know, he's more friendly with the staff and, the you know, to some degree, a little more flexible, like obviously throwing more to Brees later in the season. He was able to adjust his, you know, the, the game plan to some degree, but uh, yeah, for Salah, I, I like him as a head coach. It's just, it's hard to like separate him from Zach Wilson because he's a part of that regime. As we saw three years of him with Zach Wilson, it's hard to like differentiate the two. Like, are we stinking because of Robert Salah? Are we stinking because of Zach Wilson? Is it a combination of all of them. Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on the coaching staff and is head coach the best fit for Robert Sala? It's still TBD, right? Like part of me wants to see what he could look like with you know, a real quarterback and getting Aaron Rodgers in here. But at the same time, there's been a lot of red flags that have popped up. I think his in-game management has not improved in three years, which is a little alarming. And I think he's too conservative. 
until that changes, I have my doubts about him being a legit head coach, but it's he, he obviously has the defensive side of the ball figured out. We know he's a great defensive coordinator. It's still TBD on head coach leaning towards no, but am willing to be proven wrong with a great season with Aaron Rodgers. Greenbean, any thoughts on Salad not being cut out to be a head coach, but he's just good on the staff? You think it's just the wrong position for him? Um. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't love... Uh, I don't love everything he's done as a head coach. And I'll, I'll tell you what really bothers my number one rub with Robert Sala is, is this, I can't stand that when we're doing well, he, he needs a get, he has a get back coach that has to hold him back that he shoes away and doesn't listen to. What the fuck is that? Why is he there? Like, what is that? But then when we're doing poorly, Salah looks like, you know, he looks like a like a nine-year-old girl in the rain. He's like, you know, just like, he's pouty, saddy. Like, I, saddy. I don't know what that is. But uh, I don't know why, like, it for me, when the team is down, when we're having issues, that's when the coach, to me, should be running around, working with position groups, barking out orders, switching shit up. That's the way I see it. And Sala doesn't do that. It bothers me. And then it's like, you know, uh, something happens and, you know, like uh, Quincy Williams makes a tackle and Robert Sala's timing himself. Yeah, he's doing the tights here. Great with Quincy Williams, like fucking Tony the Tiger. I, I don't know what all that is. I have no problem with him being excited and and excitable. I, I used to love Rex Ryan lumbering down to the end zone. I don't care if we get a 15-yard penalty, if we just got the game-winning score. I could care less. But when it was a problem, when things were going on, Rex was all running around yelling at people. Parcells was yelling at people. Herm was running around trying to fix shit. Gase was sitting on the bench drawing pictures of trees. You know what I mean? Like you can see, you know, you can see. Bowles stood there and just shook his head. It's like those are the – I don't understand that, man. Where's the work? We got three hours of a game, Robert Sala. When shit's going down, that's when we need this motivational guy that we hear about. And he doesn't do anything. So I don't know if he would be – you know, I, I'll tell you what. You can't just demote someone from head coach uh, to another position, uh, Blitz Crew. But the thing that can happen – and I'm not necessarily in favor of this, but we've seen it before with the Coslet regime. The thing that can happen is that if if the ownership and GM or whoever thinks that the staff is really good, but Sala is just not holding you know uh, his weight, so to speak, they can get rid of him, promote whoever from the staff, and keep everybody. They can do that. And then, so like hypothetically, if you bumped up Jeff Ulbricht, and this again, I'm not in favor of this necessarily, but just to, as a as a discussion point, you think Salah's the problem. You get rid of him. You bump Ulbricht up to the uh, to the head coach. You bump Tony Oden or whoever up to uh, defensive coordinator, and then you just see how the staff does. We did that with Pete Carroll. 
And uh, when we fired Bruce Cosselt, we kept uh, pretty much everybody on the staff. And we went and saw, hey, you know, let's see how the staff does without the problem. That's more realistic than like Sala, you know, taking linebacker coach or even defensive coordinator. I just don't see that happen in Blitzkrew. So I just want to clarify, Blitzkrew wasn't necessarily suggesting it. He was more so just saying, like, do you think he's just in a little over his head? Um, How about them Jets comes in, says, we need Rodgers to mentor a rookie. Draft Penix, sign offensive line in three or four rounds, plus a free agent or offensive line in the first and quarterback in the third or fourth. Exciting times. Go Jets. So I like the idea of having a rookie sitting behind Aaron Rodgers. Michael Penix, while an exciting player, is not someone that I'm interested in because you're going to have to take him in the first round. Uh, and I don't endorse that even with the trade down. I don't think that's a smart move to do. The guy has two yeah. ACL injuries, uh, you know, surgery on his throwing arm. Like that, It's not something I'm, I'm on board with. Not to mention he's 24 or 25 years old right now. And by the time Rodgers is done playing, you're talking like a 27-year-old quarterback uh here the second part of your comment offensive line in the first and then quarterback in the third or fourth i wouldn't use the third round pick on it just because i still think that's going to be a starter for this year but i think the fourth round is where you start to consider it and in my mock offseason that i put out this past friday i did have us taking a quarterback in the fourth round uh so i would i would endorse that green bean your thoughts on Penix and uh offensive line you know first quarterback third fourth or vice versa yeah, you know what? It's funny thing because I actually, as far as skill set, I really like Penix. Like he's he might be mm-hmm. my favorite quarterback. Uh, I do in agree the draft. with that. It, it's the injury right? stuff that's like the other totally, stuff. Man, he's had what four straight years of season-ending injuries before he switched schools and and uh, and had a, a a great year. It's just too damn risky. And like you said, you're going to have to use a first-round pick. Even if you slide back to the middle part of the round or whatever, if he slides back there like, uh, you know, a la Justin Fields or whoever, it's still not what we need to use the first-round pick on. It's just, it's just not. Like, we need to go all in and make sure that this Aaron Rodgers experiment actually works. So I just don't see Penix now. If panic, it, let's say the injuries spook everybody and he's sitting there in the third, even though I don't think, just like you, Ryan, I'm, I'm lockstep with you. I think the third round pick also has to be something that we need, right? Whether it's a wide receiver, an interior uh, 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 offensive lineman or, or whatever it might be. If Penix is sitting there in the third, I might have to forego my my offensive lineman or whatever and just grab him. I I might I might not be able to pass him if he's on the board, but he's not going to be. He's going to be off the board in the first round. Somebody's going to take that that swing on Penix, especially if it's a team with an entrenched starter and they know that they have a couple years with them, just kind of letting Penix, you know, uh, learn, you know, at 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 a slower pace and not have the pressure. But yeah, I mean I I really do like the player. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. And let's say we trade, you know, let's say we trade back or trade Huff and we gain a second and we're able to kind of do some things. I, I just, I still don't see us taking a quarterback before the fourth round. And I think that's smart, man. I, I really do. I just, you know, we can't do what we did last year, which is like, oh, we're good. Let's just start building for the future. Let's go ahead and take 
Mike McDonald, the singer from the Doobie Brothers, and we'll and, and we'll take uh, you know Zaire Barnes and all these guys, right? It's like let's use our capital, whatever we have, in an effort to bolster the Aaron Rodgers experiment. It's only going to be a year or two. Let's make sure it works. So that's 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 kind of what I think. I like Penix, but I don't I I don't see it. How about them Jets? Matt, what do you think about Penix? I like him too, but not for the Jets because I I just don't think they could afford to go that off the board and go for a future pick, right? They just did that with Will McDonald. If right, let's play we let's play revisionist history. Makai Becton works out or they take Tristan Wirfs instead. And then last year they draft Broderick Jones. Then, yeah, we could have this conversation about taking, you know, the quarterback. If your offensive line is set, you feel comfortable with your receiver room, all that stuff. But the reality is the Jets line is nowhere close to being set. They still need probably two more pass catchers. I don't know how you could justify that first round pick not being for something that isn't immediately helping you. David D comes in, says, Jeremy, Jets Chaos loves Coach Ulbrich. If you guys haven't checked out the new merch <laughs> over on TalkingJets.com, scroll to the bottom of the homepage. You'll see the Jeremy uh, I Love Ulbrich shirt down there. Uh, Blitzcrew comes in, says, I have to pass on the draft party. Can't justify the changing of patient scheduling to make myself free. Believe me, wrestled with that one. Well, Blitzcrew, you'll be there in spirit with us, and you'll be tuning in with us, I would imagine, for night's two and three of the draft. We're going to be streaming all three days of it. So we are very excited to, to have you in the chat with us. You will not be not there because we know you will be there digitally. Very cool. The, the world we're living in right now. Blitz crew comes in again, says next coach primetime Deion Sanders. Could you imagine him coming out of college? Like when his son comes out next year and the jets are just like, screw it. We're going to draft Sanders and we're going to bring in Dion as the head coach. That would be an outside-the-box dart throw that I would not I would not be super thrilled on, but I guess players would be thrilled on it. I don't know, Matt. What would you think about Deion Sanders as a potential option, maybe, for coach? I love Deion Sanders, the coach. I, I think he is, he is what he's going to come with. I don't not baggage isn't the right word, but there's going to be this extra lore because Deion Sanders is there, similar to what happened with Aaron Rodgers. Guys just absolutely adore him, though. Mm -hmm. All you know, the new the new age players, the guys that he's played with, he's very, very, very well respected at both the collegiate level uh, and the NFL level. And like anytime I hear him speak, or anytime I hear one of his uh, like pregame speeches or postgame speeches, and just how he, you know, what he asks out of his players. I think he has a winning mindset. I think he, you know, is very big on building cultures. And let's be honest, the Jets desperately need to build a good culture. They've been trying to forever, but it's really outside the box. Could potentially go wrong, but I love Dion. I really do. Greenby, what about you? What do you think about Coach Primetime for next year? <sighs> um, I don't know, man. I, I, uh, I, I think Dion would get swallowed by the onslaught here. I just, I mean, he, I, I think he's, I mean, he was the most exciting guy ever to watch. I'm not, I'm not sure if you guys were 
able to watch him. Um, I hated him, just to be clear. Like, I hate everybody. You guys know my deal. But I hated him. Yeah, right, exactly. I was like, fuck that guy. But it's uh but he was so good, man. Like he was so good. And uh and I'm with it. I see what he's doing, you know, for the for the school. I mean, I don't know how well how great but he's he's turned him around. I mean, you know, at least to some degree. I don't know. I don't I think Deion Sanders for the Jets, I think it would be more kind of hoopla. And I think after three or four years, we'd all be talking about needing a real head coach or whatever. I I just don't, I don't see it. Now, maybe I'm wrong, um, but I don't see it. I I struggle with the Deion Sanders Jets head coach thing. Yeah, I feel like he also likes being in college. I think he's got a little more control over like operations in general. I don't know if he's going to have that if he goes to the NFL, but maybe when his son graduates, maybe that's something that he's, he's looking to potentially make the jump for. Who knows? Uh, Jet comes and says, Ryan, check your Insta DMs. Oh, I did. I'm excited to uh, dive a little bit deeper into that. I cannot share on screen what it was, but uh, I'm excited. Thank you very, very much. It was the Drake leak, wasn't it? Oh, dude. (laughs) An elephant trunk. Dude's packing some heat. (laughs) Oh, that's why I couldn't pop it up on the screen. He's DMing the Drake leak. To, to oh Ryan. my god could you imagine if that's what i got in my dms now i'm gonna get a bunch of them dude i <laughs> Be- becca was at work today and she's going through the nanit which is a, a baby cam that hangs over the top of your your bassinet or your crib and she's like oh my god you need to look at what happened last night because it gives you this recap that you could speed through and um so ren had a blowout in her diaper last night and I was like, all right, I guess I got to do this. Uh-huh. It's, I don't know what time. It's 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, whatever it was. Well, your boy was sleeping in the nude. <laughs> the camera catches the full downward shot of everything. So I'm going through the recap. I was like, Beck, I hope you didn't have this on your Wi-Fi uh, at work because you might be getting in trouble. Now nah, I'm not. I'm, I'm no Drake, unfortunately. I am. A little, a little bit colder in the Jets household. <laughs> Here's what you got to do. Go to the gas station. They have something called like rhino pills. <laughs> Go ahead. Do that. Rhino I pills. actually no, I don't know what those are. But uh yeah, I heard they're real. I heard they work. I well, from uh, maybe. Who knows? I don't need a third kid. Uh Sawyer comes in. <laughs> Super chat. Thank you so much, Sawyer. He says talking about talking Oh, tired about talking about picks. The 49ers have had more success in the fifth than the Giants in the first. Let JD do what he needs to do and prove he's not just a 2022 class product. Well, unfortunately, that kind of is what he is right now. A lot of his draft classes haven't looked so good. Ashton Davis is starting to look a little bit better. You got Bryce Hall, who you were, you know, excited about. Carter and Eccles both played, especially Carter Jr. Uh, not Carter Jr., Carter the second. Um, you know, playing real well as a late round pick. You got some good, you know, productivity for a year and a half, two years out of Michael Carter, uh, the running back. You know, you got some starts from Clemens. You're hoping Mitchell can maybe be some depth at offensive line. But by and large, it just hasn't really been that great for for Joe Douglas. And hopefully, maybe the removal of Rex Hogan turns the tide a little bit. Maybe that's he was one of the stronger voices for Zach Wilson. So maybe that's uh where it all happens. Greenbean, do you agree that the Jets have to start hitting on their later round picks 
uh, to be successful in the NFL. Yeah, you know what? Uh, uh, I am a, a firm believer in that, Mr. Armand. We d- now we have let let's say that look at Joe Douglas's best draft picks. Um, you know, obviously the Zach Wilson one didn't work. You know, the Becton one didn't work. Like so, so up top he's had some difficulty other than the 2022 draft class and ABT we know is a stud, but he can't stay healthy. So we'll see. And then you got Brees Hall and Tipman in the second round, which is an interesting thing because we historically waste our second round picks, Devin Smith or fucking Alex Van Dyke, whoever it might be, you can pull out so many. They're just complete flops. Joe Douglas seems to have kind of come out of that. I don't want, I'm going to jinx anybody. I'm knocking on some wood, but you look at the later rounds. I mean, like Ashton, I mean, third round, the end of the third, Ashton Davis seems to be coming around, right? You got uh, Michael Carter, the second he's coming around Pinnock. If we wouldn't have exposed him would have been our starting safety. So there's, there's that. Uh, obviously, I mean, I, I don't know what they're going to do with Bryce Hall, but he's clearly a good, he's not sauce, right? I think we can all agree on that, but he's a quality cornerback. I'd love to see him retained. I, I don't think they're going to, cause I think he's going to want to go somewhere and have that, that real opportunity to start or at least not be inactive on the damn 53. So, uh, you know, uh, I, I think some of his better picks are at the, you know, in the back end, you know, Jamie and Sherwood, um, you know, he's been predominantly special teams because of the way that we're playing our defense. But I really like uh, Jamie and Sherwood. He's a fourth round pick. If I remember correctly, maybe, maybe fifth at all. Yeah, that sounds right. That was the same year as right. Dean, right? Yes. A Nasral. Yeah. Nat, we know what's crazy. Nasral Dean was a sixth. And I was I couldn't believe that he was that he made it to the sixth. And I was really happy about like I was I thought he was an absolute steal. And he just never materialized. It's really something else because he's a very, very talented player. They should have just maybe kept him at safety. Maybe that would have worked. I don't know. But, uh, you know, but anyway, some of those late round, it's very difficult to hit in the late round picks. I think the, and maybe Matt or maybe you, Ryan, can correct me, but I think the going rate for draft picks, like, you know, for hits is approximately 25%. Uh, that's 50% the average. In the, I was going to say 50% in the first round, and then it, it drops dramatically after that. Um, yeah. There's a statistic that's like, you know, the majority of the league is made out of made up of players that are not first round picks, which, you know, makes perfect sense because there's, oh, of course. you know, the field. It's, there's so many. There's only 32 first round picks. Yeah. It's like when they say there are more undrafted free agents to make it in the league than their, you know, first three rounds. It's like, well, there's 17,000 undrafted free agents every year. I mean, of course, I mean, you know, just by sheer numbers alone. Um, you know, that's that that helps it out. But it is still something to consider. Like when you think, you know, like oh, a, a lot of us, we focus on the first round, second round, and then we kind of fizzle out, um, you know, which is why like my fair, I've said this many times, my favorite, although I like the first round as much as anybody, but my favorite is really like the third to the fifth, like that area is where I really like to, that's where like, you know, the, the juice of the draft is in my opinion. And the teams that can hit there to, to Sawyer's point 
are the ones that can really start to push their team into into success, especially when you have your starters and you're able to utilize those third to sixth round picks to kind of get quality pipeline guys. So a year or two on your roster and they're ready to take over. So you don't have to expel, you know, uh, uh, spend all your money on guys that are, you know, that are going to be free agents. You can let them go and just the next guy up and he's on his rookie contract and you can keep that going. Um, you know, those are the teams that tend to make it, uh, you know, those, you know, become, I don't want to say dynasty, but they tend to remain near the top for extended periods of time. Where like the Jets, whenever we're good, it's like one or two years, man. That's what we got. We're like, we need to win it now because we have no idea what's going to happen next year. The Steelers, the Ravens, the Niners, you know, historically, um, those teams know how to do it. And, uh, and we, sh- you know, if we are able to hit more consistently on the back end, I think that would help. Matt, what about you? What do you think about the Jets needing to have success in the later rounds? I think the edit I would make on this comment is they need to have better success on offense in the later rounds because they've been ah. able to find guys defensively like Michael Carter, the second being a quality starts uh, starting slot corner is a win. Bryce Huff, UDFA, still going to count that as as a win. Like they've been able to f- able to find pieces, but offensively, not exactly the same. You know, we were all we were all excited about you know some of the opportunity. Like they drafted Michael Carter, the running back, and it was like, wow, he had a pretty nice rookie year, and then doesn't really do much in year two and year three, and then is off the roster. Um, you know, they just haven't had those fourth, fifth, sixth round swings on offense that have panned out. Defensively, you have a couple of guys, uh, Eshin Davis, another one who's more of a day two guy, but still, they they need to get better offensively. Radovan comes in and says, can we get Jameis Winston as quarterback number two? Uh, we could. He's going to be a free agent. You could go out and sign him. I don't think the Jets are going to go that route. Um, I would be surprised, at least. I don't think we're going to spend a crazy... I shouldn't say we're not going to spend a crazy ton of amount. I think we're... I could see us going after, like, a brissette. Someone who, like... I want to say, like, toes the company line or, like, is a good soldier. Like, from what we've seen from Brissette with the, you know, he did the spot start in New England. He gets sent over to Indianapolis when Andrew Luck winds up retiring. Then he goes to Cleveland and and plays there before Watson's able to play. He reminds me of like a professional. And even though his stats aren't necessarily as electric as maybe a Jameis Winston might be, I feel like from a stability standpoint and a cultural standpoint, I would prefer someone like Brissett over Jameis Winston. Matt, your thoughts on Jameis Winston? (sighs) Yeah, I, I think it's too volatile. That's not what I really want in my backup quarterback. I get it. There is high upside, but you know, he could win you games, he could lose you games because of his arm. Like Brissett's not gonna lose you games because of his arm. He's very rarely gonna, you know, go above and beyond and have those three hundred yard, three touchdown performances, but he'll give you every week one eighty five to two twenty five one or two touchdowns and very few turnovers. And I think that's really more of what I look for in a backup rather than the guy who was a starter, who is trying to get back to being a starter that is turnover prone. Greenby, what about you? What do you think about Jameis Winston as QB two? Um, you know, as opposed to Tim Boyle, I'm all for it, buddy. 
I'm all <laughs> I, for it. it depends which graph you're looking at, right? <laughs> who's on the X axis? Who's on the Y axis? Yeah. Hey man, I'll take 33 touchdowns and 33 picks right about now. Right. I mean, shit, look at what we've been dealing with, man. I'm in. I, I do agree that, you know, it's not, you know, you don't really seek that erratic type of a player. At the same time, if he needs to come in for a game or two, I'd much rather have Winston than these pieces of dog shit that we've been rolling out there. Even Mike White, who I liked, I mean, the guy would come out for, you know, you know, three quarters and, 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 he, and he breaks his, you know, his vajayjay. And then he's out for three weeks. It's like, how good is that? So I'm sick of it. I, I don't know. I, I'm not anti-Winston. Um, I'd, I'd prefer somebody a little bit more stable. But if that's the guy we get, I'm not going to cry. Boys and girls, if you have not heard, we are doing a live Talking Jets draft party for night one of the NFL draft. We've got tickets on sale at TalkingJets.com if you'd like to head over there. If you guys are just popping into the stream for every 25 likes we get on this video, we're picking a random qualifier from our live chat to get entered into our jersey giveaway at the end of the stream. So all you got to do is hit that like button and keep the chat open because then you'll be able to get qualified. And who knows? Come back tomorrow. Check out the uh, the stream. Maybe you wound up winning something. We're going to pick the winner at the end of the show. If you're watching after the fact or listening after the fact, because we are available in podcast form. People don't actually know that. Uh, we are available via podcast. If you guys don't want to burn your battery up with the, uh, the YouTube app open, if you don't have premium, you can download us wherever you get your podcast from. And uh, yeah, make sure you hit that like button. I want to slide over a little bit, and I want to talk about Zach Wilson. We heard some comments made uh, last week, and then again this week. Last week, it was multiple teams are interested in Zach Wilson, and then today we find out Rich Samini was talking to a few people, and he had some insight as to what Zach Wilson could be worth. So, Matt, I'll throw it to you. Can you explain a little bit to us about where we stand with Zach Wilson right now? Well... It's not great, folks. If you're hoping for some big return on, on Zach Wilson, uh, I would not get your your hopes up on it because the people that Samini talked to, which was NFL executives uh, around the league, assistant coaches, scouts, so on, you had really the best case scenario was listed as a mid-round pick swap. Others said around the sixth-round pick, Someone else said maybe a pick swap in 2025 or a uh, a trade that maybe uh, if he plays 50% of snaps in 2024, it turns into a fourth in 2025, something like that. And then you had an assistant coach say a two-week stay at a best Western is the best that uh, the Jets are going to get for Zach Wilson. So if you're expecting some kind of big return for Zach, I think you're going to be let down in a few weeks. Oh, Green Bean, what are your thoughts on two nights? Was it two nights or two weeks at a Best Western? Two weeks. Two weeks. I mean, that's a little different than two nights, right? Yeah, a little two weeks stay somewhere. Green Bean, what do you think? Two weeks stay, uh, Best Western, good enough for Zach Wilson? No. And I think that's a bunch of horse shit. I think people love to throw stones. It's like that, that crap that we hear about Aaron Rodgers being the GM and all. They just love it, dude. We're the whipping boys. We know this. We got to win to shut everybody up. They're going to say stuff like this. Zach Wilson's getting a first. <laughs> 
Fourth round pick. That's what we're getting for Zach Wilson, man. Fourth round pick. We might have to throw in a seventh, but we're going to get a fourth. You'll see. I'm hoping we can like trade Zach Wilson and a fourth to get us a third or something like that. Like, yeah. that, that would be nice. Actually, you know what? Let's let's pull this up real quick. So I'm curious what the actual uh, draft value chart is. Boom. All right. So right now, like let's say we gave up Zach and a fourth. We'll call middle middle of the round fourth. Cincinnati. I don't, I don't know. I guess. I got to find a team that's got a middle of the round fourth. Denver's got a, oh, I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, so our fourth is worth 70 points, our top fourth available. Uh, if we traded that and Zach and got a third back, let's say like of equal-ish, you know, capacity, that's the difference of about 150 points, which probably puts you at a mid third round pick. Man, it's that high to jump up. Going from fourth round to third round is surprising the, uh, the point difference. It's like a late third round pick would be what that value is. I don't know if we're yeah, so maybe it's like a sixth to a fifth or a fifth to a fourth. Yeah. If you do a fifth to a fourth, that's only the difference of like a fifth round pick. So that's not that bad. So that's probably a little more realistic. Um, unless maybe the Jets are willing to move some 2025 picks to give up a little bit better value to get better value this year. I don't know. I, I'd be happy getting a fourth round pick for Zach, I think at this point, um, ah, man, I don't know, Matt, what do you think we ultimately end up getting for him? Um, I'm going to say some sort of conditional pick next year. Mm. 2025 um, pick like based on playing time or something. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's not good, but I, I keep saying like, Oh, well it's, I had someone today. This is, insane to me say the jets killed the zach wilson value that they would get back in a trade by saying that they were going to trade him like zach wilson's play hasn't dictated that he's going to get some shitty return what do you mean like everyone in the world no it doesn't take some sort of rocket scientist to figure out the jets are going to move off of zach wilson after year three what do you mean that the jets telegraphed that they were going to move on the guy stinks and it's over here of course they're going to trade him the best thing I can say about everything that's going on with the article from The Athletic and, you know, the thought that the Jets are going to trade Zach Wilson is that we look so damn dysfunctional that we might actually get a halfway decent pick for Zach Wilson because some team's going to be like, this is the friggin' Jets. You see what the media's saying about him? They can't be that wrong. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Green Bean, you think it's going to be a like a late-round pick swap or are you, you stuck on your first-round pick? I don't know. You said fourth-round pick. No, I'm just playing with I the – Dude, if Joe Douglas even sniffs the first-round dangling Zach Wilson, we should all offer him some sort of favor. You understand? You hearing me, baby? That's what I'm talking about because that is an impressive move. It's not happening. I think I'm very, very confident in the fourth round. Now, pick swap thing like you were talking about, Ryan, like, you know, mm -hmm. like Zach Wilson and a, and a fourth. I would rather see a fifth, like Zach and a fifth for a third mm -hmm. kind of a thing. But here's the, here's the whole thing. Very similar to Sam Darnold. Um, I think a lot of teams are going to look at the Jets, and, and to some degree, rightfully so, as a team that has no idea how to utilize talent, how to develop talent at the quarterback position. 
uh, it, and it's not just this regime. It's it's just you know our organization historically, but this regime in particular. I mean, you look at Mike Lafleur. We had guys asking to be traded. You know, Elijah Moore, and and now we have Hackett. Everybody's looking at him. You know, we we come out of the you know the off season where um, you know um, what the hell's his name uh, the the coach of the Broncos. What the f- Peyton Sean Payton. Uh, this is the worst coaching job in NFL history that I got to clean up. And we're like, shut up, be dramatic. And then we look at Hackett and we're like, eh, maybe he's got a point, man. This is garbage that we're seeing. So I mean. Teams could look at that, like, you know, especially a team that has a quality offensive staff. And they could look and go, dude, give me Zach Wilson. I will absolutely be able to turn him around in a year or two. Um, so I don't think that his value is as low as maybe we think it is. I don't think it's first, second, or even third round, but I do think that fourth. Or like you were saying, like, you know, Zach and some other pick to get into the third is possible. Um, I don't think it's going to be, like Matt said, with all due respect, I don't think uh, it's going to be like a conditional sixth in 2025 or something like that. I, I think he's got more value than that. Man, I really hope so. It's so depressing going from where we were to like, you know, hoping Zach was going to be the guy. Remember on draft, you're like, yeah, you know, 24 of 24 GMs had Zach Wilson as, you know, the number two quarterback in that draft. And it, it look, you know, sometimes a pick's a bad pick. It's, you know, not necessarily like the wrong selection at the time because of your needs and everything like that. But some guys just don't work out. And you know what? 24 GMs would have been burnt on that particular pick. Uh, it just so happens we made that pick and we got uh, slightly, slightly screwed. It's not, not great. Ugh. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I see you guys talking in the chat. Uh, Jersey Joe says a fourth is fine since that's where y'all want to target a quarterback anyway. That's a good way to look at that, I guess. I mean, just the highest thing you could possibly get is really what uh, we want for sure. Um, I see you guys talking about <laughs> Joe says, can we get Sam Darnold back for quarterback too? I don't think the GM that traded away Sam Darnold, is getting Sam Darnold back. Matt, I, I saw that inhale. What do you got to say about that? Yeah, let's bring back Jamal Adams, too. Run it back, baby. 2017 Dude, Jets. He's coming back. Leonard Williams, baby. <laughs> bring them all back. The old <laughs> photo of the uniforms. Let's just let's just bring everyone back from that photo. Quincy Nunwa, why not? Yeah. Quincy Anumma. Quincy Anumma was at camp the day that we were, that we were there um, when I was mm-hmm. on the field that day. I got to I got to I got to chat with him for a little bit. He's like, "Hey, I'm Quincy Anunwa." I was I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, hello. I know I you. Know who you are. Yeah, we're still paying you, aren't we?" Oh, feels like it, dude. You got to beat so many. people. We're super jealous. Matt and I are sitting on the. You know, it was the opposite where it's like Squidward looking at SpongeBob and Patrick having all the fun. I'm not calling Green Bean squidward in this scenario but like the two people are sitting in the stands watching green bean have all the fun with all the pictures and everything he gets to meet all the players at trading camp we're just like oh man that's really cool over there green bean got to meet some really really you got some great pictures from that i'll tell you what though you guys do remember you were invited both of you yeah i i blame ryan on that one yeah you guys said nah you know whoa, 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 whoa. i said i have tickets for training camp no, and that I was said that's fine, but I said the the invite was extended to both of you guys. Mm-hmm. 
Really? You both said, nah, we're good. We're good sitting in the fucking uh, nosebleeds. What? Really? I I don't want to throw Ryan under the bus. (laughs) But here it comes. Oh, Oh, no, hold on. No, 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 no. I do know. I know you are right. But you did not tell me who you were with. This was. Yes, I did. You did. You definitely did did not. You 100% definitely did. did. No, I definitely did. 100%. I don't want to pick sides between my parents, but Green Bean is definitely right. Oh, I hate everyone. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Really? Are you Thank are you. you sure? I want some proof. I want to go back. Send me the receipts of the text messages because I don't think that's Oh, right. my God. I now, remember I you asking because I remember having this conversation. But I would be happy to find the receipts, except that we talk a lot. <sighs> like, you know, like when I don't, because I can't check the text thread, like when I'm at work all that much. When I do at the end of the day, which is like, you know, I don't know, 2 o'clock, usually there's minimum 35 texts, sometimes up to the 70s. So it's going to be hard to find. That's daily. So it's going to be hard to go back to what is that? August? Yeah. And find that. I'm disappointed in myself then because I definitely yeah, don't. Should be. I, re- I do remember that conversation now that Matt says that, but I yeah, definitely and Ryan didn't. Ryan didn't let Matt go either. Ryan's like, Matt, you whoa, don't want to go. Oh, Matt agreed with me. Hold on a second. No, I was no, the one that no, absolutely said, said it first. I started. Said, I said, hey, I like sitting in the side as opposed to the VIP because I get to talk with the fans. That was my argument for it. But I, I, I definitely you, don't remember you telling us who you were with. Let me tell you the coolest part about the whole thing. The whole thing is cool, that. Green Bean? <laughs> Because I, I get that. And 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 the truth is, is I enjoyed very, very much being where, you know, on that fan side. Very much. Um, so I totally get it. But let me tell you the coolest thing that happened. So, um, you know, Q-Tip, who was obviously, I was clearly his plus one. You know what I mean? Like, they weren't like, hey, Green Bean. But so I, I was with him. But so we had like our escort, right? So they're they're walking us on the field. And when we got to the, um, you know, uh, first of all, he was like, hey, this is my man, Green Bean, and the whole thing. And they were like, hey, hello, how you doing? You know, it's nice to meet you. They didn't give a shit. And then when we got to that, you know, that field, that section of the field where the VIP fans are, when we pulled up, there was at least, I don't know, let's say 10, 12, 15 people that started yelling, hey, Green Bean, the whole thing. And the lady goes, oh, wait, they know who you are? And he goes, I told you, that's my man, Green Bean, man. I told you. And it was like a cool moment. You know what I mean? And I got oh, to like is- hang out with some of the people over there. I took pictures with some kids like we were doing mm-hmm. uh, that other day that we were together at camp. So it was a, it was a neat moment, man, truly. Ugh, I'm crushed. I crushed myself. Next year. That's what it is. I hope so next year. I hope the invite's extended. I hope I I hope I didn't like tick him off so bad. I was like, I don't want to go there. I, yeah, that guy's a jerk. We're not gonna invite him again. That's what that's how it feels right now. I feel right so under bad. the bus. Yep. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's totally me. It was a hundred percent me. Now that we're thinking about it, I definitely don't remember like that conversation though. Like the like the the name part of it. Whatever. I digress. Uh, chat, if you want to help us out, hit that like button. We're eight likes away from selecting another qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway, jersey giveaway at the end of the stream. And if you guys want to join us for a first round mock draft contest, you guys will see a QR code on the screen. You can head over to there. It's also linked down below in the description as well. If you want to do that, it's totally free and you get a shot to possibly win a jersey. Going to be a good time. 
you can change your first round mock draft all the way up until the day before the draft. And then it locks, I believe at midnight. And then you're kind of held to that point, but it's really, really a good time. Uh, wild wave winds up coming in as the qualifier with nightbot. Yeah, that's right. Nightbot picking you wild wave. That's right. You're a, you're a, you're a contestant buddy. All right. Uh, let's see. I see. Oh, here we go. Sorry, Julian. Uh, he says, to me, Rich Samini lied about Zach Wilson trade value today. As a Seahawks fan, I would give the Jets a fourth round pick. Seahawks fan. There you go. Come hey. on down. I love Zach Wilson. We love Zach Wilson. He's great. You can I mean, as, totally have let, him. We won't even play hardball. Let's ask Julian, though. What does he think about Pete Carroll going up to be a uh, consultant or whatever he is? What does he think about that? Yeah, I'm interested to hear this because I this caught me by surprise. I did not see uh, Carroll getting, you know, quote unquote, pushed out of the head coaching role over there. So, uh, Julian, if you are in the chat still, let us know. I do want to do want to see that. Uh, if either one of you guys see it pop up in the chat and I'm not paying attention, just uh, throw it out there. Um, let's see. What else we got going on? Sorry, Julian. <laughs> Ryan has sent you a super chat. I know, I know, I know. Um, Wild Wave, very excited. There you go. Sir Moist excited because he's he's in the qualifier from earlier today. I don't know. Uh, the Nightbot, don't know. Uh, when did Nightbot get put in over on Talking Jets is my question. I missed I, it. So, I put Nightbot in on Talking Jets when we made the channel initially, and myself set up Nightbot on my own channel like five years ago, and I guess I didn't toggle on one setting, and I found it last week, and I clicked it, and then it opened up Pandora's box, and now Nightbot is uh, throwing some chaos in there. Um, yeah. Every once in a while, it drops something in. I like forgot about what it used to be like when Nightbot was running the chats. They were the authority. You know, you couldn't get anything past them. And oh, now yeah. they're back. Yeah, Nightbot's chilling in there. We can set up like custom commands and stuff too, where it's like exclamation point and then a word and then something happens. Like people could run their own polls with straw polls in there. They don't work as well as the YouTube polls, so I haven't really done that. Um, but Nightbot's crazy. Got a mind of its own. Yeah. Nightbot's ejecting people. I wonder if I can like change the phrasing in it. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, By the look way, at Jeremy before... in the chat. Oh, oh, sorry, Matt. I was just gonna say quickly. I'm gonna go back to last week's video and look at timestamps too. So if anyone wants a chance to win some of this mm. merch that Jeremy is plugging here for us, you could always go back to last week's show and put a timestamp of a great moment. Uh, for instance ryan figuring out what that uh dance move was in the first segment of the program <laughs> so you right. guys are just tuning into that right now i made a video and i worked so hard on it it was so great it was awesome and um i totally am not up with the hip lingo that the kids are using today and even the closed captioning had the wrong word that i, I it had the correct word that i thought it was but it was the wrong word you guys can find out if you go back to the beginning part of the stream. You can timestamp it. You guys can let us know if it's one word or the other word. You can vote on it. All that good stuff in the comments. Greg Gagney, Gagney, the gag, says Nightbot equals rigged. 
see that in there. Uh, Jets Chaos comes in. He says, I got my Talking Jets hoodie. Everyone get your Talking Jets merch. It's fire. Yeah, Jeremy got his Talking Jets shirt uh, hoodie today. And uh, Green Bean was poking fun at him. I got a I got a chuckle out of it. I was. I didn't know that it came in a in a super large. <laughs> <laughs> He's so mean, this Green Bean character. Uh, that's because Jeremy's mean to me. You guys see him. You see Jeremy being mean to me. Because like, we have that allowance. Man. I love it. <laughs> Blitzcrew comes in and says, "What active former Jet do you want back? Active former Jet." What former active, no, what active former, what actively former Jet? I know what you're talking about, Blitzcrew. Um, if I could have one, it's probably DeBrickishaw Ferguson. If I had to pick one active. right. Active, oh, he's actually <laughs> saying, okay, so that's not what I was getting at. Okay, so oh. he's saying, what active player that's currently in the NFL would you want back? Okay, I thought he had misstepped and he wanted a different player. Okay, I no, see that. No. So what active former Jet would we want oh, back? Denzel Mims, baby! Okay, so Green Bean's on the Mims train. <laughs> Matt, where are you at on this? I got to give it a thought for a second. Um, Morgan Moses? Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, that's, really that's good pretty one. good. Pretty good. Yeah. It's hard not to go offensive line. Like, uh... <laughs> yeah. You know, George Fant even, but Moses was just better at that. Man, other ones. Elijah uh, Moore, Mike White, Barrios. The uh the wide receivers on the Cardinals now. Who was on the Jets for like a hot second? Greg well, Dorch. Yeah. Yeah. Greg Dorch. That's a good wide one. receiver five. Yeah, That's I love Greg. Dorch. I see a few people in the chat. They're saying Nick Falk, Giants have Pinnock. Oh. Why Nick Folk? I I I like our kicker. G, Greg Zerline's yeah, pretty yeah. good, right? Oh, dude, I love Zerline. I don't. I I loved Folk, but I am very much uh, happy with with Zerline. Uh, Demario Davis, is he still active? He's still good, right? Yeah, he's I mean, only he, sixty years old, so he's got a few years. Yeah, well, I would have taken. Oh, Blake Cashman, that's a good one. Ah, uh, that's a good. I one. Didn't we have good linebackers I, though. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the reason why I didn't go that route. But both of those guys are good players. Uh, Dylan Terriman saying Elijah Moore. I see that. that. Oh. So I was so excited for Aaron Rodgers with the, like, like knowing we were getting a new quarterback. Like, it wasn't going to be Zach Wilson. And at the time when we traded uh, Elijah Moore, we didn't know who our quarterback was ultimately going to be. But. I very much was looking forward to having Elijah Moore with a new quarterback. And like, wow, you know, this second round pick could rebound. And um, unfortunately, we got to see Zach and it wouldn't even really matter anyway. But I uh, I was looking forward to to Elijah Moore with a new quarterback. Uh, I see Bam Knight, um, Rip. Unfortunately, um, assuming he probably never retired. Robbie Anderson's in there. Jamal Adams, I see people saying. Leonard Williams. I don't know, dude. I don't want Jamal Adams at all. At all. Too many people on uh, social media saying Jamal Adams. Geno Smith, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Jamal yeah, Adams Hardman. is a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> Fan's a good one. Green Bean's favorite, Ty Johnson. That's right. Love that guy. 
Matthew says Dalvin Cook. <laughs> Scott says in a few months it'll be Bryce Huff. Oh, so I guess you're a jerk. Oh, that you're made that, that made it real. He's being mean. Dom comes in. He says, "What about Sheldon Rankins? Love me some Sheldon." Ooh, yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. Jeremy's got no idea what's going on. He's saying Fashanu right now. Close. Close. <laughs> Almost, dude. Danny Woodhead. Is Danny Woodhead even in the league? He can't be in the league. No, this is no, forever not. ago. <laughs> Who's a player we should have traded sooner? Jamal Adams. No, we traded him at the perfect time. We got two first-round picks. Oh, perfect, no, dude. Peak of no his value, dude. So that's the other argument, too, with, like, DJ Reed, right? Like, his his value is not going to get any higher than it currently is right now. Once you actually have a big, um, you know, a big contract under his belt, you're not going to be able to trade him. He's going to be locked in here. I, I can understand where people are coming from with it. I just, I would rather trade picks in the future to come up and get picks and let DJ Reed walk. Cause I don't know if we're going to get a high enough pick for me to want to move on from him. Um, but that's sort of, I guess the, the type of, player that we might be be talking about where you can extract some value of similar um to, to a jamal adams maybe not the same haul but i would argue dj reed is worth more of that haul <laughs> than jamal adams was yeah. ricky comes in ricky says wait have we all actually accepted the fact that huff is gonna be a goner uh accepted it no i don't want to but i think mm -hmm. he's definitely a goner I would be very surprised if he's here next year. Uh, Matt, your thoughts on Mr. Bryce Huff? I am not optimistic that he's back with the Jets, which really bothers me because I think he's their best pass rusher, uh, especially from the edge. And I get it. They drafted Will McDonald and they want to give him more snaps. But it just rubs me the wrong way that you find someone as a UDFA you develop them. They get better year over year. They get more playing time. They have a career season, a double-digit sack season, something that the Jets went, what, like seven years without one before Quinn and Williams finally got one last year. They finally get one from an edge rusher, and then they go to, you know what, no, we're, we're, we're good. We're going to let you sign. 25 years old, just entering your prime? Pass rushers usually take a little bit? No, we're, we're just going to let you go sign somewhere else and be – Shaq Barrett for some other team. Adirondack Fly Guy says, trade Zach to LA for the rights to get Mike LaFleur back. <laughs> I would do it. <laughs> I would do it in a heartbeat to get Hackett okay. out of here. Uh, I like Hackett the person. Don't like Hackett the coach. Not a fan. Uh, PG says, who's getting the franchise tag? I don't think anyone's getting the franchise tag from us. Guys that we're going to be looking at, Pittman, Evans, Higgins, I think those three probably get the uh, the franchise tag. Greenbean, you think we use the franchise tag on anyone and anyone that we might be targeting you think might end up getting the franchise tag? Well, I maintain that we're going to we're gonna use some variation of, you know, either the franchise or some sort of transition with Huff uh, before trading. I know you guys don't think so. I'm very confident that that's what's going to happen. We're not going to let them go for nothing. Um, so uh, in addition to that, just like franchising a guy to keep, I don't see anybody else that's really concerning enough to use the tag on. 
So that's where I am. The Kitty Assassin says, I got here late, so this could have been said already, but did y'all see Zach unfollowed the Jets on Instagram? Just thought it was funny. Yeah, Wah! that's just, that's, that's, yeah, it's the, you know, when he's off it's our over. team, we can all make fun of him and we can hate him and everything like that. But uh, this is just how the, the new age athlete voices their opinion without needing to confront someone in person and saying, hey, I don't like you guys. You know, it's that text message mindset. Like, you know, we're, we're afraid to pick up the phone and talk to someone or talk to people in person. But we can do these subtle changes that everyone else is going to super overanalyze. Matt, what do you think about Zach unfollowing the Jets on Instagram? Uh, I don't know. Players do that stuff all the time. Didn't uh, Quinn and Williams do it? Uh, when he was doing his negotiations. It's a negotiation tactic nowadays, right? This new fandangled NFL mm -hmm. with their... Um, what, what was the dance, Rye? The, uh, no, no, no. Pretty it's dirty. Uh, it's stupid. It's not... The, no, it's dumb. Dirty? But it, we tried doing the gritty. I can, mm -hmm. I can, uh, I understand the gritty. Uh, the sturdy... I mean, same thing. It, 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 I was, like, so confused. I was like, I don't understand it. Like, why, like... I don't know. I don't have TikTok, so I don't. I guess I just don't don't TikTok dance to things. Is that like more popular outside of TikTok? And then I'm just like, I'm in the sticks. I'm in the woods. I don't get interaction with people. <laughs> Apparently, I'm the one out of touch with reality. Whatever. I'm gonna use that term before. I've been saying that slaps a lot recently. I'm feeling slaps. I love saying that. Oh man, that slaps. Again, there you're you're gonna be real the most popular guy in 2019. It's gonna be perfect. <laughs> you know so what? Good. I'm still saying dope and like words that probably are not like 2024-ish. <laughs> I'm showing my age a little bit. Like uh, bet. Bet. I yeah, I don't really understand how to use that. In a, I I can't use bet in a sentence without well, it's not know. a sentence, it's an answer. Somebody goes, Hey man, I'm gonna pick you up at nine. You go bet. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. That's dumb. What it's about dumb. Uh, Riz? You know what Riz is, Ryan? <laughs> I have no idea what Riz is. Yeah, there's way too many fucking words here. I don't know. What is, explain it to me, Matt. What is Riz? Uh, it's like short for charisma. Oh, okay. I know what drip is. Like, I get. I like. I understand some of this stuff. I just. Yeah, it's a good one. I just don't like. I don't know. It's wild. Like I used to like get on my parents about this sort of stuff, and like, what do you mean you don't know like what? I don't know. I can't even think of an example off the top of my head right now that I would have said, but like very frustrating. And my moment today was embarrassing. And Becca was like, I'm embarrassed for you. Like I'm having secondhand embarrassment that you don't know uh, what the sturdy is. I was like, you don't know what the hell it is either. Miss like millennial mom. Uh. <laughs> uh, WL Graves says Matt Ryan and green bean sounds like a weird law firm. Maybe I better call Saul. We can start a little Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got Blitzkrieg coming in. It says, how much do we need to raise to get Ryan to do the sturdy next week? Well, first, I got to figure out what it is. Right. Because I'd be using nails and, like, wood glue and stuff to make something sturdy, and I'd be, just be wrong. Um, I don't know. How much is it? What do we got to get to to figure that out? I showed my toes on stream for 100 bucks one time. Let's call it 100 bucks. <laughs> I'll try to I'll try to do it next week. We'll figure it out. Uh, Ron Weiss comes in with a super chat. What's up, Ron? He says, hello, fellas. Please 
make a case for us picking Bowers if there is one. So I, the more I look at mock drafts right now, it feels like the Chargers are going to wind up going Bowers in some capacity, or I think he's going to wind up going in front of us. I don't know. I don't think the Jets, I thought the Jets a few weeks ago were going to be more in play for Bowers than I think they currently are. And it's just me looking at like the free agents and the draft picks and what might happen and how we sort of solve the offensive line. Matt, you, you got any love for Bowers and you think there's any chance the Jets wind up taking him at number 10? I think he is a great, great prospect and is going to be really, really fun. And on draft night, I've said this like a million times, but on draft night, if he's the name that's called at pick 10, you're going to get a positive reaction out of me because I'm going to be really excited to see how they'll utilize him. Mm. And then I'll be like, okay, well, now I'm really nervous about the offensive line. They would have to sign a tackle and a guard and then also play Elijah Vera Tucker at tackle, I mm. think, in order to make that make sense. Right? Because I'm trying to think in my head. You're losing two tackles. Yeah. You're probably yeah. going to move on. Unless you're like saying we're keeping Lakin and like at a reduced yeah. rate. And the, yeah, and then you'd have to keep Lakin. Otherwise, it's signed two guards, a tackle, play AVT at tackle. Like they, that's too many dominoes. But if it was sign a tackle and a guard, and then you elect to keep Lakin and play AVT at tackle. Again, that's that's a lot of things that have to break right. Also, but I think that would make a little bit more sense to justify the pick. Boys and girls. Uh, I just looked up at the clock and it's damn near 10 o'clock already. We are at the end of the stream. Um, right. Yeah, that caught me off guard. Totally. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm shutting down over here. I'm like yeah. toast. All right, boys and girls, make sure you hit that like button. Let's see if we can get 250 likes. Let's see if we can get up an extra 40 likes while Matt goes over to get us our qualifiers from last week's stream for that timestamped last week's stream. Uh if we get up to 250 likes, we're going to pick two more qualifiers from the live chat as well. Greenbean, are you caught up with all that? You know it. Oh, man. So live chat, do us a favor. Mm. Mm, milk thumbs. <laughs> Hit those milk thumbs, boys and girls. All right, Matt. Let's rattle off. How many how many timestamps we got? Uh, I believe it looks like it's going to be seven. Should we do... Someone sent in a uh, a soup, not a super chat, I don't know, a super comment. Can we include the Ooh. super comment in there? We should. We absolutely. Was it Allison? I feel like I saw it that. Allison Tuckwa, baby. Oh, I love Allison. You know what? Blitzkrieg just came in. Blitzkrieg says Connor McGovern resigned to play center. Only two offensive linemen needed. If we keep Lakin, only one. So. I love where Blitzcrew's head is at because that is exactly how I want to solve offensive line. I want AVT at left guard. I want Connor McGovern at center, and I want Tippman as our right guard. And then I would go after someone in free agency that has some degree of positional flexibility. If you want to call it Trent Brown, if you want to call it Jonah Williams, who hasn't missed as many games, then you have someone that could play left tackle or right tackle, and then you roll into the number 10 pick, and you don't have to feel pigeonholed one way or the other. If you wind up signing a Bakhtiari or a... Uh, a Tyron Smith or someone that's exclusively on one side of the ball, you feel a little more pigeonholed on drafting, you know, exclusively, let's say a right tackle. So if you get a Jonah Williams, if Olu Fashanu falls or magic happens and Alt is with there at number 10, 
you can take them and feel good that the tackle you signed in free agency is also good on the other side of the uh, formation. So for me, I am 100% on board with Connor McGovern being our starting center and Tittman kicking out to guard. Greenbean, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, well, you know, I'm with you. I just, I would really love, uh, optimally, I would love to see us upgrade the line. Like, I, I like Tittman, obviously. I like uh, ABT. I really want to see ABT at guard. I don't want to see him at tackle anymore. I know that's a lot of people's solution. Like, hey, we already have our tackle. Uh, hey, look, I, you know, you could say what you want, but the proof is in the pudding. When we move him to tackle two years in a row, he gets hurt. I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's just bad luck. I don't know if it's something to do with the, the way he has to move. I don't know, but I hate it. So I want to see him at guard. Um, I'm fine with, you know, re-signing Connor McGovern. Uh, I think he's limited. We know what his ceiling is, and he's getting older, and he was injured last year. But, uh, you know, he's not the worst. And I think if you got ABT and Tipman on the side of him, I think that could go a long way uh, to kind of, you know, uh, you know, raising his game, if you will. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's a good idea to re-sign him, but I'm thinking more as depth would be the way I would, I would rather see it. Like keep Connor McGovern on the squad and he's the first guy off the bench. If something happens, that's my preferred, uh, way to go about that one. Matt, I want to hear from you. What do you want to see our offensive line do, specifically revolving around Connor McGovern? We saw last year Aaron Rodgers wanted to take uh, a veteran center as his center going into the season. So Tippmann was penciled in as either a backup or some type of guard. Do you think that's going to be something similar this season, or did we see enough from Tippmann at center that Rodgers is going to be comfortable with him being the center full-time now? Um, I think if he spends all offseason snapping passes, he'll be fine. Uh, there are a couple times where the, the snaps weren't ideal, but um, I, I don't look at Connor McGovern as a starting caliber center. I would bring him back for the same like $1 million deal and have him and Wes Schweitzer as my two interior depth options. Yeah. Um, but I am comfortable with Tittman at, at center. Now, if they want to draft a center and move him to guard, or if they want to sign a center and move him like a someone higher end than a Connor McGovern, like a like a Cushionberry. You know, yeah, like exactly. Good example. Mm. Uh, and then move him to guard. That's fine. But in my own head, I'm going into next year with Tittman at center. Um, but I guess that's the fun of this, right? Like we'll have a better idea what the Jets offensive line will look like in a couple weeks, but it's going to be really dependent on who they target in free agency. Are they targeting guards? Are they targeting a center? Are they targeting a tackle? They could do literally any three of those to go about fixing this offensive line. Ace of Spade comes in says, would you rather have Sutton or Ridley? We'll keep this one short. I would say Sutton because he's a different size profile than Garrett Wilson. And I really like his contract. Like I would actually prefer to trade a future pick for Sutton then try to overpay for Calvin Ridley as the best wide receiver that's going to be available for all 32 teams. Matt, Sutton or Ridley? Uh, ooh, I like both, but I'll say Sutton. Green Bean, Sutton or Ridley? Ridley. Ooh, okay, okay. All right, Matt, fire away. Let's get some names. Okay, so we got to start Allison Tuckwab for the, the super comment. We'll go FBJT. Okay. Our friend Kyle Donkersloot is back. <laughs> I love that name. It's great. The best. 
Ernest Bledsoe. Uh, Phil Adams. Gang Green 4494. And then there was one more I think I missed. Hang on. Give me a second. Let me scroll down. James Falls. Oh, I hope he's all right. <laughs> but um, all day. <laughs> oh, okay. we're, we're up. All right. 41. 41. And we got another uh, qualifier, Green Bean. You could get one more from the chat. We got up to 225 likes in this show. All right. Let's do that. How many will that one be now? 42, Ryan. 42. I like this. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the uh, How did that the Nightbot coming back. Paris already got one, so hold on. Uh, Do it again. Let me see. Yep, he did. Okay. Why are we seeing two Orions? This is freaking me out. What are you talking about? There's two well, Orions. There's two Orions. Oh, there is two Ryans. Where's Green Bean? <laughs> There's Green Bean. I, dude. Hello. Threw, threw me for a loop. I'm hitting buttons over here. I'm trying All to change right. the little random number generator. I'm hitting hot keys that aren't meant to be hit. All right. I got Amazing. it. We're good. 42. All right. Here we go. Random number generator with 42 people. Number 19. Who's number 19? <sighs> Excuse me. Greg Gagney. Ah, the oh. gag. The gagster. See what we got. Oh, oh <laughs> I thought he had it. Oh, man. Okay, the gag. You get a pillow. Congratulations, dude. Reach out to us. Talkingjetshow at gmail.com or jetstalk247 at gmail.com. We'll get your shipping information. We'll send you out your choice of colored pillow that you would like with our beautiful mugs on it. It's built perfectly to absorb all the tears that you may have while being a New York Jets fan. It is a hundred percent made out of, uh, I was trying to think of something super rare and, and a delicacy, but it's actually not. It's just a, a square pillow that has our faces. It's on very it. absorbent for your tears. It's absorbent for your tears. It's basically the, the, uh, bounty version of, um, pillows, if you will. So reach out to us, we'll get your information. But boys and girls, we have reached the end of our show today. So let's go around our panel and give our closing thoughts. Green Bean, any last words for our panel? Yeah, I'm exhausted. That's my... But so tomorrow night, 8 p.m., right here on Talking Jets, the first inaugural show of Armchair GM with Tigo and myself. I'm excited to do that. And then we have the Thursday thick of it on Green Bean, uh, an exciting week of Jets talk coming at you. Matt, any last words for our panel? I am just so excited for the two new shows to launch. Green Bean and Tigo tomorrow. Got me and Jeremy afternoon delight, baby. Uh, it's going to be a fun week. New Just Jets tomorrow. Content flowing. It's the best going to be a lot of fun boys and girls make sure you catch all of us in the chat we've been hopping around in all the different shows it's been a lot of fun and make sure you check out our talking jets draft party for night one of the nfl draft we're coming to the main event on long island very excited for it get your tickets over at talkingjets.com this is jets talk signing off j-e-t-s 
Just go somewhere else. I can't take this nonsense anymore. How are you going to blame the defense? I got the pouch. Screw green bean. <laughs> Damn it. But once you get to the sausage, I feel like we're doing something. Go Jets. And that's the other part of this, is people are insanely jealous of this show. This show gets the best of the best, and it does it a different way, with positivity. He scores! Ow, oh, my head! Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. What would you give up to see a Jets Super Bowl? All of my friends and family. <laughs> Hit those milk thumbs, boys and girls. Freeze run. Jets, Jets, Jets. Hold on to your underwear, ladies, and stand by, bitches. It's now time for Talking Jets with your hosts, Matt, Ryan, and Greenbean. Jets, Jets.